Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. I titled this message, Knowledge for Marriage. Knowledge for Marriage. Please, you would notice that I did not call it wisdom for marriage. I called it knowledge for marriage. God bless you. Why? Because wisdom is applied knowledge. Does that make sense? Jesus said that he that hears my word and does them is like a wise man. So wisdom is applied knowledge. And so as we begin to look at these things together, for those who are yet to marry, for those who are married, for those who are, um, I think it's important that we look at it all. See, it is extremely important when it comes to when it comes to marriage, it's, it's extremely important with God. In the beginning, Genesis, you will see that when God was talking, when God created the whole world, one thing he made sure happened was the issue around marriage was key in Genesis. When the Bible was going, when God was in inverted commas, going to go on a break in the scriptures. I've explained this time to all time to our number. When you see Malachi and Matthew, there is a blank page. I said you bought your own from Alaba. But there is a blank page in your Bible. That blank page is saying the 400 years where, well, or the, the number of years where God was silent. But before God went silent and Jesus came, one of the things he dealt with was marriage in Malachi chapter 2. God bless you. And the first miracle Jesus would do, he did it, he started from marriage. And the hand of your Bible in Revelation. It talks about the marriage of the church. So what am I trying to say is that as far as God is concerned, marriage is extremely important. So I would be, as God will be giving us the grace, as we look at it together, you would, you would be able to also look at it also from a single person's point of view versus also with um, a married person's point of view. This may shock you, but I will say that there is no way in the Bible where God commands people to marry. So if you don't marry, that doesn't mean that that's the end of your, of your life. But God is saying that if you are to marry, there are things to make sure are in place. Now, for those who are married, we we'll, would we'll, we'll let you know that love does not keep marriage. Knowledge does. That's why when the Bible will talk about marriage, it refers it to as home, and it said, by wisdom, a house is built. 
It's interesting. See, if we were to be love, can I have the next slide, please? If we were to be love, see, I don't know why this is, um, amen, but it's, it's all slanty, but never mind. Um, this is a, a very wonderful car. Everybody, it is, it, is, it is something, God bless you, it is something that is lovable. This is the BMW. Do we get what I'm trying to say? Amen. Now, this is a BMW. God bless you, sir. This is a BMW. You love it, but that does not mean you can drive it. Does that make sense? To be able to drive this, can I have next slide? To be able to drive this, you need the knowledge to drive. So, you need, you need, a, you need to pass your theory test and your practical. When they would ask you different questions, can you maneuver? Can you do this? Can you do that? Before they hand you keys, or else if they hand you keys without having any knowledge, the nation is in trouble. And most of the time, we now earn people certificates to drive. And they have no clue. That is why the Bible refers to us knowledge when it's talking about marriage. Knowledge is key. Knowledge is key. That, let's go. Let's go further. It says, you see, uh, Proverbs twenty-four, verse twenty-three. It says that true knowledge, a house is built, and by understanding it is established. Please, what is the difference between being built and established? As well, but I will just difference in see when you know something, you can get it done once, but when understanding sets in, it becomes an established principle. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can I say that also as we go on, is that emotions, emotions are bad leaders, but they are good followers. If you are driven by emotions, you are heading, you are like a, a, a car. You know, no matter how, like, the higher the, the drive of your emotions, is as if you have a very, you have a Ferrari that has no brake. Just going to go, no brake, no control. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs 25, 28, it says, Whoever cannot rule over his own spirit is like a broken man, a broken city without walls. There is no control. Anything goes. So what am I trying to say is that even as we make our attempt, either in marriage or moving towards marriage, make sure that emotions is not the thing ruling you. You are making decisions with your mind and not your emotions. 
We say, you know, ha, it took my breath away. You need that smart pump. <laughs> Love is blind. No. Love sees. And I'll be, I'll, 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 be, I'll be sharing a couple of things with us even as we go on. But it's important that you understand that emotions is a bad driver. If all you are doing is tearing your emotions up, tearing your emotions, everybody is, is tearing their emotions up. I, you, you, you know, we, I, I, can't just, I, I can't just stand five minutes beside him. Oh, <laughs> you're in trouble. Even science tells you that it is, that's why they call it chemistry. You know, they have chemistry. It's because chemicals are running. Chemicals are running. May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. It is not everything that, see, it is not everything, you are permitted to like but it's not everything that you see in the shop that you like that you buy. Does that make sense? If it's everything that you see in the shop that you buy, then you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Let's we are getting more into a bit of practicalities. As I begin to share and we begin to move closer and closer. See, I'm not even, I won't even get into some things yet today by God's grace. But I want to, first of all, try to establish certain things when it comes to marriage. See, when you go to Malachi chapter 2, Jesus, sorry, God was saying to them, now please, you need to understand here, in Malachi chapter 2, one of the problems God was dealing with is that people were divorcing anyhow. In Malachi was a time when a man would be talking to his friend. His wife would stand there too long. He would divorce her. That was how crazy he was. You give me food, it becomes too salty. Divorce. That was why when, they, when Jesus came, that they came to ask him that question about divorce. Because it was so, it was like, it was cheap. Now, and God said, he says, he says, yet you say for what reason? Basically, they've been, coming, they've been praying and crying before God. And God said that, you, God said, because the Lord has been a witness between you and your wife of your youth. Now, what is he saying here is that when it comes to marriage, I am the one, you are not two, you are three. Because I am there witnessing everything that is going on. So if you, I am there as a witness between you and your wife. So I was saying, said, forget about praying to me. Because you have dealt treacherously with your wife. He said, your wife, your wife by covenant, we'll be talking about that not Today we're talking about different the covenant and a contract marriage. God help us in Jesus' name. 
So let us even go to the beginning in Genesis. The Bible says, in Genesis chapter 2, you will see the Bible says that, and they were both naked and they were not ashamed. Can I ask you a question? I told you it would be very practical. When they were both naked, what did they do? They covered themselves. Does this make sense? They covered themselves. When did they become, when did they, when do when you, you think that they would be naked again, as an example? When they want to be intimate. So their nakedness was only opened in the times of pleasure. They were not naked when it was not convenient. Does it make sense? Now, before they decided to cover themselves, the Bible says they were both naked and they were not ashamed. Now, before you can be naked to somebody, before someone, you are first of all naked before your own self. Because I'm using nakedness now as a, a reference point or as a description. What is nakedness? Nakedness is the point where you are most vulnerable. Does that make sense? The most vulnerable part of yourself, if your head is still very dead, is your nakedness. So that means that it was not only about being naked. They were both confident to be naked before one another and there was no shame. But before they were naked before one another, they had to be naked before their, their, their own self, themselves. That means that there, I must first of all understand myself first. Be comfortable with my own nakedness before I can open my nakedness to someone else. Does this make sense? If you have not dealt with your own nakedness, your own weakness, if you enter the marriage, it will become an issue. When somebody wants to put on the light, you say, please switch off the light. Why? Because you are not comfortable with your own nakedness. Does this make sense? Now, nakedness is you, the bare you. No artificial, nothing. At times, you know, I was, some ladies were talking, they didn't know that I was listening, they were saying, ah, you know, it looks as if guys, they, they don't like wig and things like that. that you know, they like it outside. But they want to see you as natural, as close to nature as possible. <laughs> now, see, this is one of the issues around nakedness. 
when I'm talking about nakedness, being open, is because if you have not built your own confidence in yourself, is your, if your nakedness is an habit you have not dealt with, by the time somebody points it out in your wedding, you'll be the first person to say, no. Does this make sense? Now, let me also address an issue. Whereas in our dating period, see, I will get back, I will, I will get there where I would, I'm going to say, what I'm saying, what I will be discussing later on is that marriage is the harvest ground for the seed you sowed when you were single. The seed that was sown when you were single, is the marriage becomes the harvest ground when you reap everything. Now, one of the things is this, is that we, at times, when a girl is dating a guy, I love you. You are good. In fact, the, the, way, the way he ministers when he's preaching, oh, he's powerful. The way, oh, you know what, when, when, when he's talking, when he's, I like the way he holds the crowd. It is good, but that is not his nakedness. Why? Because the day that guy loses his job in that marriage, he would be vulnerable because you have not allowed him to be comfortable in his own nakedness. Does this make sense? I have cancelled couples where a man lost his job in this country and every morning, he was going to the train station, sitting down there from morning to 5 o'clock and return home. Why? Because his wife is not used to understand him in his nakedness. She only saw him when he had something on. And the day that thing, that artificial thing goes, it becomes a struggle. Because that is what, see, you know, see, there are some people who, the problem is that at times we have designs of husband or wife that you are praying for God. I want him to be tall. I want him to be light. I want him to be this, dark, and things like that. Even God will call him Gabriel. I say, Gabriel, have you created somebody like this? <laughs> no, we don't have this one in stock. And God is saying, well, you know, the, everybody on heart now, we have not created this one. So maybe we'll wait for your own to come out of. Because you are placing new order that heart has not seen before. So why am I saying that? Because it's important. I have seen men, women struggle in marriage. Why? Because because they are afraid to show their partner their nakedness. Why? Because that is what they assume to be who they are. I am who I am by, the, by what I am. I am who I am by the things that I can control. That is what gives me confidence. So the day that thing is taken away, it becomes an issue. I am not saying do not appreciate people, 
But do not let them understand that that is the confidence you have in them. Because when they, you know, somebody said something, which was, I think Kobe told me something once, she was talking to someone, and she said, he said, she asked her place, if he doesn't go to church again, will you still love him? Yes, it's important that he's doing all of these things now. But if one day he decides, will you still love him or you back up, you say, I oh, know. See, we went for a wedding during, during the week and one of the highlights for me is what I guess most people missed because it didn't sound good. When the guy said about the girl, he said, but he said, I know you are an angel, but forget that one. That's what I'm talking about. What is he doing? He's stripping her naked, looking for the original thing. Because the day the angel will come to demon, <laughs> so he knows what, what is looking at. Are we together? Now, that is why one of the greatest married men in the scriptures is Adam. After God, after Eve made a mistake, let's have a just for three. After Eve made a mistake, this is what God is saying. He said, Both tongues and thistle shall you bring forth, and you shall eat from the heart of the field. In your sweat shall you eat shall, shall you eat bread. Let's go further. You will till the ground, and basically God was placing a course on her on other. That's verse 18 and 19. Excuse me, if you were to be you, after your wife has finished you, Father, the car is gone. God has chased them out of the garden. What name would you call your wife? Agbaku. Oh, sorry, some of us don't understand Yoruba. Amen. Google it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. But see the name he gave to her. Let's go to verse. He, he said, till you return to the dust. Verse 20. Or is it? Sorry, go back. Can I have verse 20? And Adam called his wife's name Eve. And Adam said, You this after God made all the God said, I sorry, Adam said. He called his wife he, yes? Because she was the mother of all living. Because you will be the mother of all the living things on earth. What did God call her from the onset? When he saw her, he called her a woman. A man with a womb. So after everything left, because Adam has first, they had first of all seen their nakedness and were not ashamed. When all the Everything left. He said, you know what? I see, I see, I, see, I can still see what God saw him. You know, some of us will be like, hmm. since I've married you, everything has been going down. You with your two left legs, since you have entered my life, trouble has entered. Does this make sense? See, let me tell you how powerful it can be. There, there, there is a couple. 
who were very good Christians. So the wife got pregnant. And at a point, they lost the pregnancy. The loss of pregnancy was really bad. So the wife, so they had to take away the womb of the wife. So the husband signed the letters. And the husband told the doctor, please do not tell my wife she doesn't have a womb. And then the doctor agreed. And he continued. For six years, or so the 70 or 80 years, she got pregnant. The man did not say a single word. Until she gave birth, he said, you don't have a womb. The woman said, what, what do you mean I don't have a womb? The doctor, come and explain to her. You don't have a womb. That is a man that has seen, see, it is beyond, he, he has seen the nature, he sees, he knows what he, what he saw. The woman had a boy. No womb. But the man stood in faith. He told the woman, we've we'll been trying, don't worry, a child is coming. If we were to be some other people, <laughs> but what are we going to do now with this? Me and you now, we're not the same. <laughs> Amen. Those who don't understand you, but please, you don't, you don't. May God give you interpretation. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's important that you first of all understand that it is, it is, it is, it is extremely important that you, you, when you are talking to yourselves, when you are first of all comfortable with your own nakedness, and I'm talking about pride, before you go and carry yourself so for somebody else to see that your, your, your nakedness, and before, do you know who saw their, their nakedness first? God. So before they, they had, when she was naked, she was naked between her and God. Are we together? May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs, it says 12, it said, an excellent woman is, a, is, is the crown of her husband. Crown of her husband. Do you know the issue about crowns? Is that you must get your own right size. So if your crown is shocked by weave, and we see a wig. <laughs> By the time you put it on another man's head, it will fall. Why? Because it is not his size. So as a woman, you must first of all understand your own size. Understand yourself before you are looking for somebody to wear the crown. Or else, <laughs> you wear the crown by the time you walk a couple of miles, the crown falls away. Understanding your own self. Understanding your own self. 
See, one thing I also want us to know is that when Adam, when Eve met Adam, he was in hidden. He was in the presence of God. I know people will say that, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can, I can date, I can marry anybody. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a Christian. Let me first of all give you a couple of scriptures. Let's go on, sorry, we'll come back. It says, a wife is bound by law as long as her husband lives. But if the husband dies, she is at liberty to be married to whom she wishes. But only in the Lord. She can marry anybody as long as that person is in Christ. Let's go again on. Next slide. Numbers chapter 36 verse 6. It says, this is what the Lord commands concerning the daughters of um, Zeplanon, whatever it is, saying, let them marry whom they think best, but they may marry only within the family of their father's tribe. Why is it important? Before you think that God has first of all put you under restriction. If you marry somebody that is close to God, before they offend you, you will offend God. Before a man can commit adultery, he has first of all, first of all committed adultery before God, before he comes adultery against you. It is somebody that has no relationship with God. You are the first line of attack. But even if he is not someone that is in Christ, even when they do something wrong, he has not only offended you, he has offended the Holy Spirit. Those people say, excuse me, what are you doing? This is wrong. Because it doesn't matter. I can marry anybody. It's not a problem. But the problem is that when you first or fall, when something goes wrong, there is nothing that will prick his mind and say, ah, ah, and you call yourself a son of God. You have pushed that option to one side. Does this make sense to us? So God is not giving you rules to make your life terrible by saying, you must make sure this person knows God. God grant us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're getting closer. I said it earlier, and I'll say it again, that marriage is the harvest ground. For the seed you have sown in your single life. And this works both ways. I've seen a couple where the guy is a very strong Christian. The lady was in and out, in and out, in and out, you know, but has been gradually walking towards God. As they got married. So, as they got married, fight broke out. 
Just I spoke to her, what is actually going on? She's, she's becoming too Christian for me. I thought, bro, <laughs> how come she is becoming too Christian for me? When I went home and know when we kind of found out what the problem was, bro has been seeing things either adult movies or whatever. I said, ah, God, I will not sing, but until I get married. Until I get married. Ah, when I get married, God, yes, I'm at liberty. And the wife is moving from that world, going more and more to know God. Uncle has made up his mind that, ah, since the day of marriage like this, everything that I did not do, I must do them all. You know, because you are too, you are too Christian. I don't like this kind of Christianity. Until I had to spend time to find out what you see. The point is that when you are dealing with marriage issues, people first of all talk. All these things that they first of all talk just put to one side. And you know that the Bible says that we should not. See, can I say one thing? Let's, the Bible says, and I'll be sitting on this maybe next week also. The Bible says that the wife is supposed to meet the needs of her husband, and the husband is supposed to meet the needs of his wife. But you must understand that there are three categories of need. One, a need that only God can meet. Secondly, a need that you alone can meet. Thought a need that only your wife can meet it. If somebody has an addiction, it is not the responsibility of the wife to meet that need. It is a doctor that needs to meet it. <laughs> See, these this, this are issues that people are trying to meet up with an addiction. I'm not, I'm not talking about sexual now. You know, no, you are not created to. You are not El Shaddai. There's only one El Shaddai, that is God. Now, because people cannot differentiate which need belongs to God, which one belongs to the wife or husband, they put everything on the husband. And that one now becomes, he would now begin to carry load that is beyond him. Because what is supposed to fulfill, you have not only given, you have added more to it. There are some things that you need counseling for. It is not your wife that you meet that need. Does this make sense? May God grant us understanding in Jesus' name. So I have to say to them, bro, number one, this thing that you are talking about, you are talking, you are, you are asking your wife to meet up with actors. This is a film. <laughs> it's a film. So how can... I am not saying that people cannot explore. That's the one I'm saying. But at times when your expectation is based on fantasy, 
It goes both ways. And people begin to complain. You are too Christian. I don't like this kind of Christianity. <laughs> you have to do with Jesus. It's you. See, and we'll be talking more about it next week. You see, it's important that when the Bible says that the wedding bed should be honorable, it's not only alone talking about sexual but it should be handled in a way of honor. What am I trying to say is that, see, there is no, see, there is no point you having sexual relationship with your wife that makes her feel that she's sinned against God. The Bible says that if two people are to fast or pray, he said it must be based on sexual, sorry, a mutual consent. What does mutual consent mean? I agree, we are both agreeing to these things. So, I, see, when we get my, when I had the opportunity to talk to them, I was telling someone some time ago when they got married, they were like, ah, pastor, you, didn't, you don't used to talk like this. I said, all those ones. I said, this is one-on-one. -on -one. Mutual agreement also includes that it is not rape. Does this make sense? See, God help us. Can I tell you one thing? I believe one thing for sure. Is that the problem, see, okay, let me just say this way and I'll move on from there. When you say something is complicated, do you know the only, do you know the problem with complicated? Complicated, when something's complicated, ignorance. If you don't understand how something works, it becomes complicated. If you say a woman is complicated, we're just saying that you don't understand how it works. Once you understand how it works, it doesn't become that complicated. Amen. Does this make sense to us? See, this is why, well, I'm gonna, we, we, we would be, I, don't worry, the Holy Spirit is here. Is <laughs> dealing with issues in the lives of men. But the problem at times is that, see, like I said, this in the key moments of the scriptures, he has dealt with issues of marriage. Because see, one of the things I'll be talking also about is that, see, the problem is that when, when now marriage is, is guided by cultures, it is good. But most of the time what we are seeing is that that culture is being challenged. People say that, ah, my, I am only in this mind because of my children. Yes, but that's not scriptures. Why is that a challenge? Because when you now come to the Western world, you don't need, as long as you, are, you can be single and, you know, you enjoy your life. Does that make sense? That's why we need to find out what exactly the scriptures is saying. As I progress on this, I would also say that, see, is that 
it's important. I, I am also saying this on both sides so that you that you are still hoping to get married, you would look at the person and find out what where are they coming from? Do they do they have a relationship with God? People say that you know there are some people that have a relationship with God and 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 yet they mess up. It is better they mess up than the person that doesn't have. That one stands no chance. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And see, when you follow God's principles, it is let he would come and defend himself. That's why you have three people in the marriage, not two. I would also say this as I, because my time is almost done. Is that in marriage, we talked about knowledge builds marriage. And that means that there has to be, see, there is no professor that does not have a primary school teacher. A man that decides that he would not travel abroad until he first of all built his own aeroplane, it shows that he's never going to travel in his life. So cancel is important. I would explain to you why, one of the things why it's important. I will show you two examples of cancel. Second Samuel. It says that, okay, let me just paraphrase what happened here because of my time. Amnon, the son of David, had a sister that the Bible says was extremely beautiful. And Amnon wanted to sleep with his sister. He was so much in love. Emotions was driving him that the Bible says that Amnon fell sick. He now had a friend. The Bible says he was clever. Jonathan. And Jonathan said, ah, why are you, the king son, becoming thinner by the day, you know? How many of us have experienced Why are you not eating? I just want to see him. You are not the first. He says that because of love, he became thinner by the day. He was not eating. And that boy said, excuse me. See, it's that easy. Just get her in the house. Tell your father that you want to speak to her, that you're sick, and you will come in, and you will sleep with her. And that's what he did. If we were to be a good friend, he would say, eh? What did I hear you say? You want to sleep with your sister? Oh, yeah? Let's go and meet Prophet Samuel. You need deliverance. No, 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 no. <laughs> but he said, don't worry. It's one of those things. See, this is... I don't know if you have heard these stories before. Or maybe you hear it some other time. Where a guy will tell the girl, you know, if I don't do this now, ah, I'm going to bust. I have never seen any human being on that head that has died because of that. <laughs> it's a common line. If I don't do this now, ah. This is not her. Are you allowing me to suffer? She says, Okay. 
actually, you know, because I love you. There was one lady I was cancelling one day. She was quite matured. I mean, in terms of age. So he said, I've not been able to get a boyfriend and things and things like that. And he said, but he said, I do everything to, to satisfy them. I said, I take it that what you're saying that you sleep with them each time they come. He said, yes, because they have for that and things like that. I said, how many people have you slept with now? She gave me a, a double digits. <laughs> so I said, okay, that's good. I said, how many of them, which one are you with now? None. I said, that means that, <laughs> that you're not good. Or... That's not what holds men. May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. This guy was struggling with the same issue. And friend said, don't worry. Do you know what the sad thing is that when his brother Absalom heard about it and later killed him, it was that same friend that went to tell David, I said, don't worry. They killed him because of the stupid thing he did. The same person that advised him, act on your impulse. It's the same one that came and said, don't worry, what do you expect? He's going to die. Are we together? On the other hand, you will see in, 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 in John chapter 2, where Jesus was Mary was invited to a wedding and Jesus was also invited to a wedding. That wedding, the Bible says the wine finished. But is it not interesting to you that none of the couples went to meet Jesus? Because at times, when wine is going away in wedding, so couples are used to, you know, no. We can handle it ourselves. We are okay. And wine is not there. No, 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 no. We don't need. You need some people in your life who will say, excuse me, enough of all this acting. That's what, that's what Mary did. He said, you need wine. Jesus, there is no wine in this wedding. This, these people are just, they are just, you know, they are just, Jesus said, it's not my problem. Why? Because they have already perfected the heart of showing everybody that, you know, we are okay. Until when... I've dealt with, in my short, in my young life, I've dealt with different couples. She comes to say, you, you are the one that is causing trouble. You are, what is your home kind of things like that? Okay. We are good. I love my wife. My wife loves me. And they smile, they hug, I just shake my head. The marriage did not hold. You need a Mary in your mind that will say, shut up. All this thing that you're doing doesn't make sense. You need help. If Mary was not in that marriage, they will carry on doing the wedding without wine. Perfecting 
He said, no, we, 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 will, we will figure this out. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me draw this to a close. It is, why is it important? I will tell you two, two things which I think is reason why it's important. Ephesians chapter 5 says that it is important that I start from verse 21 because people read verse 22. Verse 22 says, Wife, submit to your husband. But what did verse 21 say? Submitting to one another. People don't read that one, no. The first thing they read is the second one. Why is 21 important? A man that does not learn submission cannot appreciate a woman when he's submitting. A man that does the Bible reconciles Jesus, he says, husband love your wife as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? Let's go to the next slide. Hebrew. He said, For we do not have an high priest who sorry, we do not have an high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. But in all points, he too was tempted. He had gone through the process. If you are dating a guy that nobody can say, sit down there, and you will sit down. The day you want to submit to him, he will not appreciate it because he was never used to submission. He doesn't know how he feels. Because he has nobody submitting to. That was like when, you see, one, 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 I also picked as an analyst and when they introduced one man as his father, spiritual father, they were almost like Egypt. A man that does not have, see, that's why I tell people, if you have a pastor that has nobody that can say, sit down there, you are in problem. Because he's the overseer, general, general of everything. A man will never appreciate the, the pain of his wife's submission to his will if he, has, if he doesn't have anybody he's submitting to. That's why the Bible says that wife submits to your wife as, as the husband also submits to Christ. You know, what do you mean by this? This is a struggle for you. Because you've never had any struggle to submit to anybody because you don't submit to anybody anyway. When you learn submission, you train yourself to appreciate when you see other people and God has placed on you are submitting. Because there is somebody that can say, sit down there, even when you don't want to. And you will sit down because you know the pain. And when you see somebody doing the same, you appreciate them. That's why, ladies, it's important. Dating a guy, who is the person? See, when I wanted to get married, I told my wife. That takes me to the second point. This and these people are the people that will say, Bion, shut up, sit down there. And I will sit down. 
it is not only talking alone. It has to be hearted out. Why is it important? We, and that is why if you don't want your partner to talk around or seek help from everywhere, create an avenue by which they can express themselves. Or else what will happen is that one day, one day, they'll just boom. We had, I and Hannah were talking about something. She was saying, no, 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 this is, this, 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 and this is what I want, things like that. Not that, but I knew she was wrong. And we're talking about it. She, she did not agree with what I was saying. And she felt frustrated. Then she called somebody and said, this and this is what I'm telling you. Speak to him. That person is one who that she knows that are, are people that if they say, Bayo, what are you doing? I would listen. Not that I did not listen to her. As far as she was concerned, she felt. See, there's one thing I do. She, she, she knows if we may disagree or something. She will say, this is this, this and this and this. She said, I know, you're not listening, you're not listening. I said, okay, you know what? We would, I will not, I will not, at times I would take her, we'll, we'll go somewhere, we may hit, we may do whatever it is, and come back and I'll say, the way I said it to you, I know that's why you are feeling difficult. But you know, but that doesn't mean I've changed my mind. What am I doing? I am understanding the pain she's going through in submission. Now, do you now know what happened was that that person called her and told her and said, mm, I hear you, but your husband is right. And that person called me and said, your wife called me and said X, Y, Z. What did you do in response to make her understand that you understand that? Why is that important? One, she, I had shown her there are people I listen to. I chose those people by my, by my action. Not because I said, I, I listen to this person. But I never received anything from them. They're just saying it. But when she saw that, and why is it that I chose those people? Because I know that they are not the only people that will say do this. But even after they say it, they are on their knees praying for me. Who is the person that your, your partner can call and say, this is the person. When this person is good, this is the person that, they can, that can talk to that person. Because one day, either man or female, Men or female, why did they explode? Because there is no godly counsel. And you have not chosen it by the way you obey those godly counsels. When I was having my birthday and we're doing 
Hannah knew who to go and plead to come and preach. She doesn't have a church. That was the day when we were in church. And people were saying, People were coming out and giving testimony. Say, ah, man, we thank God when pastor, when pastor preached this message, this and this, when pastor preached the message, this and that, and things like that. She was in church that day. She was listening. So after service, I was seeing her. She said, What is that language I am hearing? Pastor did, Pastor did, I said, Pio, be careful. They can say it is not the, I'm not talking about them, but you must never take it to heart. Yes, ma'am. That was the day I was sharing scriptures with my wife, you know. I've been sharing certain things with her. She was she was struggling, she was struggling, she was struggling. And my wife, my, my she called me and she said, Well, daddy, my wife said, Come here, come here, come. He said, You need to understand that. People assimilate scriptures in different levels. All glory to God, I'm just quoting. He said, even in this place, you teach scriptures that people don't understand. People are still trying to understand. Don't talk of the person you are, the person you are just pouring scripture to every day. He said, step it down. That was it. I did not go back again and say, ma, but eh, no, yes, ma. Do you have anybody in your life that somebody can say that is accountable before God? I will say, please, <laughs> you know, a pastor was saying that he met a guy that was saying, ah, you know, they got married. And the married, the guy was crying. Oh God, I, you know, I'm not even. A year or so later, guy came to pastor. I don't know what to do again. What are we going to do? Who is the person that can talk to this person? Nobody. Ah. Pastor said, "Yeah, we are in trouble, no? There is nobody." On earth, that can say, sit down there. I said, they hear from God. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is important. Most homes, see, you know, when your wife is no more talking, you're in trouble. I'm not saying don't eat, but bless your food. Where is no more talking? You do this, you do that. You know there is. <laughs> there is trouble. Let's end it. Except we first of all are before God and He cleanses us. He washes those baggages we have been bringing from our single life into marriage, that will be trouble. 
That's why the Bible says that the blood of Jesus purges our conscience that we may be able to serve God acceptably. So as we bring our marriages or ourselves before God, the Lord, I am asking that your blood will deal with my heart. See, when they were talking to Jesus about marriage, there is only one thing Jesus referred to as a problem. He said, their hearts. When you give, you gave your life to Christ, what changed? Your spirit. So you're a born-again Christian. does not mean what changes your heart is in the information, the knowledge that you keep on increasing in your heart on a daily basis that makes you develop to become a better person. That's why you can see a couple that is spiritual, carboshing, doing everything, and when they finish carboshing, they beat themselves. And they use anointing oil to, <laughs> to rub the wounds. Hallelujah. Amen. God is raising healing homes, healing hearts. Some of us, we are not even ready to meet somebody else. Because God is saying, I need you to take away. I was talking to a couple when I said, some people are time bomb waiting to go and explode somebody's house. When the parents are saying, let us just find something. Somebody, 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 somebody. <laughs> Time bomb. Ticking. Or together, go. <laughs> and then let's rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.